0: This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 29. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for a, an audio look at all things AE taken from the written word at aeindex.org. We will take a look at uh, everything posted in the last month and have a bit of flair to it uh, in this podcast. Not as much flair as I can muster. All right. No special topic this month, but I guess WonderCon 2019 is special enough with some announcements that we'll cover today as well. Lots of reviews and other things going on, so let's get into it. Let's talk shipping changes for this month. There were two, and that is the Bernie Wrights and Artifact Edition New Printing. That's uh, with a new cover. has now been moved to May 15th. And Berkeley Breeds Bloom County Artist Edition has been moved to June 12th. Both of those are a one-week bump. And everything else is staying as it is, so let's hope that continues on I've got lots of things listed in the uh, A index, uh, upcoming books section. A uh, bunch of stuff that's basically hasn't been solicited through Diamond yet, but we're waiting for those to happen. All right, let's move on to solicits. One solicited this month, and that ties into WonderCon, which we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, that is the David Masicelli's Daredevil: Born Again Artisan Edition. Advanced solicited for September release, David Masicelli's Born Again was released in the much lauded Artist Edition format in 2012. It soon became the best selling artist edition of all time and was universally acclaimed. In 2013, the book received the prestigious Eisner Award for Best Archival Project Comic Books, as well as a Harvey Award the same year. It soon sold out and has been the single most requested AE book to date for IDW to reissue. So it is only fitting that IDW launch its new Marvel series of Artisan Editions with this award-winning classic. Just as the original release, David Mazzuccelli's Daredevil Born Again Artisan Edition features the same scans entirely from original art, each painstakingly done by David Mazzuccelli himself to ensure the finest quality possible. If ever a book deserved to be in this format, it is Daredevil Born Again. Frank Miller, at the peak of his powers, crafted a story that remains, in an extraordinary career, one of his finest pieces of writing david mazuchelli does a stellar tour de force job as his collaborator providing a nuanced and pitch perfect turn as artist solicited date publication is september 4th 2019 it's eight by 12 216 pages and 49.99 us got links on peer if you want to pre-order it for amazon and things from another world some interesting things in that statement there i uh, IDW launched its new Marvel series of artisan editions. So I believe they're stating that because no previous artisan edition has been a Marvel property. We'll see. And then it's interesting as well to say that it's the single most requested AE to date, but it's being released in the smaller format and not re released as an artist edition. Even though, say, Bernie Wrightson's getting a second print. And this book eight years uh, six years and seven uh, seven years later much demand not getting the full-size treatment that's a bit disappointing we talk about this all the time on the out-of-print sales and it is uh, it's a hot uh, property there's no question and uh, well worth it in the full size and I'm hoping uh, well worth it in this size as well I should mention that um, I don't review the artisan editions that are reprints of artist editions there's been two to date, the Wally Wood and the uh, Dave Stevens Rocketeer. It's the exact same material as the Artist Edition, but smaller and in a soft cover. So you can take it from there. I do have links to those in the Artist Edition Index, but <coughs> I've also added them to the online pricing. But I'm not really interested in reviewing that format. Unless IDW just wants to ship me a copy for review, then I'll gladly review it. There you go. I'll put the, just throw that out there. All right, let's go on to that WonderCon 2019 that we just briefly mentioned. So this occurred on uh, March 31st, which was a Sunday, I think. And that week, Bleeding Cool covered it, and then later it was covered at ComicCon.com. So the relevant info for this format and podcast is that a Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition was announced. And the slide says it was comes from over 60 different sources. So it's an art uh, fact edition and not an artist edition. So no complete stories, just pages. As well, six artisan editions were announced, including David Mazzucchelli's Driver Born Again, and Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor. So that's the first of two first two of six, and apparently if that's Marvel, if they're all Marvel, we'll see more to come. I mean, Simonson's The Mighty Thor received two printings in the full size. On the forums, um, Scott Dembeer was asked about that and said the printing costs have increased and he doesn't believe there'd be enough sales of the Mazzuchelli Born Again in the full size to justify a second printing. So that's why they're going the artisan route. We shall see. As well, they announced, and uh, you know, Dunbir commented on this in the forums, too, that there's going to be a uh, You Saw Jimbo Artist Select book, and that's, the, that's a reprint book, an oversized hardcover of classic material. I've got the uh, George Perez Avengers and the uh, Bill Cavett and the Mutants. These are not representations of uh, original art like the artist editions are, but Dunbir said uh, he did scans the original art for this book, So it will be like an artist edition, but in a a smaller size. I was hoping that with uh, Stan Sakai coming on IDW, and we've seen two gallery editions from Dark Horse that we'd see an artist edition from Sakai since he has all his art. But it looks like that isn't how they're launching it. So that's a bit disappointing, to be sure. All right. No sales numbers for... uh, March because no artist editions were released in March. So let's move on to out of print sales numbers, which uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't get any feedback on this. Nobody says, hey, uh, rambling through those numbers is boring or, hey, that's great. I love to see the numbers or I love to hear the numbers, I guess. I mean, it is in print and then I cover it on the podcast. So got to look at it that way. All right. Low sales this month. March was uh, really down on the eBay for uh, these format books. One copy of The Alien Illustrated Story, the original art edition, sold for $61.19, so under cover. Three copies of Bernie Wright's and Artifact Edition sold for an average of one sixty-eight fifty, so over cover. Interesting. Quite a good over cover. Best of EC Comics, Volume 1, artist Edition. One copy sold for one eighty-nine ninety-nine. One copy of Bill Sinkevich's Moon Knights Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassin's Artifact Edition for $134.50. One copy of Dave Stevens' the Rocky Artist Edition for print sold for one thirty-eight sixty-three. So there's a little bit of a bump. Two copies of Elfquest Gallery Edition for an average of forty four fifty. That one just seemed out of the blue there. That's a and quite a low price. Frank Savage Wolverine Artist Edition, one copy sold for one twenty one fifty-two. One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition, sold for one hundred and five. Two copies of Gene Collins Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition for 92.54 average. One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition for $149.79. So there's a bump there. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition for 100 dollars One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the World's Greatest Artist Edition, for $108.38. Wow, that's quite a bit down from cover. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition for $149. So a $1 dollar short of cover there. Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition, six copies sold for ninety six thirty three. That's the most current um, AE format book to be published. Two copies of Jim Steranko's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Editions for an average of one thirty two twenty eight. A oh, nice premium there. Five copies of Joe Kubrick's Tarzan and the Lion Man Artist Edition sold for an average of seventy four twenty nine. Now this book went out or became out of stock pretty quick. But uh, seventy four point nine, significantly below cover. One copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Four US edition sold for one hundred three thirty three. Four copies of John Byrne's X Men Artifact edition sold for an average of one hundred twenty. So a little bit below cover. Three copies of John Romita's The Amazing Spider Man US edition sold for an average of one hundred thirty eighty three. Two copies of Mike Milo's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Rs edition, first print sold for an average of one eighteen oh six, dollars so that's below cover and quite a bit below the second printing price. One copy of P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition, sold for $99.99. One copy of Spawn Vault Edition for $168.31, a little bit below cover. Two copies of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition sold for an average of $35. So there's that, just, man, it's just still just so low priced. I mean, it is the smallest, as far as dimensions go, of the AE format books. But uh, that's pretty cheap. And then one copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition sold for 110 Lots of zeros on this month's sales. Surprising, but I mean, I'm not sure that's the primary market for back issues. I think it is for these books, though. I, uh, I've looked at other spots, but they don't seem to be as prolific. So I'm going to stick with eBay for those numbers. All right. So last month I had two deal alerts. One has expired, and one is ongoing. Just for today, it expires today. Um, I'm going to mention them both. Wayne Allen Harold Productions had a cancer benefit campaign. When we're sorry to hear of uh, Wayne's poor health there, and we wish him all the best. You can overco- hes overcome cancer before, and I'm sure he can do it again. But uh, he had the books on discounter from 125 to 95 each. And that was awesome. So I hope uh, you follow the website. I hope you get the newsletter, which is available if you can sign up uh, on my about page, or it pops up on the bottom of articles, and then you can get those. You can get my newsletter on a Saturday and know what's going on. Deal alert two, I let it go for a couple days, and then uh, I got an email from Scott Dunbar uh, letting me know about the sale again. So I thought uh, I wasn't going to post it, but then I decided to post it anyways. And that is IDW celebrating their 20th anniversary, and they put 20% off basically any in-stock book on their website. Um, I took advantage of it, not for these AE format books. I think I ordered, uh, well, that's not true. I ordered the uh, Walter Simonson's Ragnarok portfolio because it seems to be a con exclusive, so you either had to get it at a con or on the site. That is my final portfolio that I do not have from IDW, so I'm going to pick that up this week. I get everything shipped to my U.S. Post box, and then I let's put a two-hour drive from where I am in Canada, so I go pick it up bring it back. I'm going to do that this week. And so look for my review of the portfolio next week. Anyway, twenty percent off. I ordered a ton of um, a Library of American Comics books that were unavailable anywhere. Diamond, you know, local comic shop, Amazon, Indigo for those Canadians, Barnes and Noble for the U.S. people. Um, these books were not available yet. They were on Diamond's website. So things like *The Lab* Volume Two, um, *Amazing Spider-Man* newspaper strips Volume Two some Dick Tracy uh, a little over an Annie. just surprising what IDW had in stock so I took advantage of those now uh, if you are a fan of the variant covers this was the first time you'd get a discount 20% awesome uh, for any of the variant covers that IDW only sells either conventions or on their website so that was a real deal as while well, they were offering uh, a discount to comic retailers for the same period I saw Uh, When Scott Dambier mentioned on Facebook, I saw a Canadian retailer ask him about: uh, "Is will that love be extended to retailers?" So Scott did extend that. So if you had a chance, and you would have got that on my on the website and in the newsletter as well, uh, you can go to your local comic shop and see if you can negotiate a better price there. If you're uh, not in the U.S., um, IW does a good job of media mail. To US addresses but then when you go international prices are crazy so your best bet for something like that would have been to negotiate with your local comic shop there's still today if you get a chance to get in there and do it all right those are the deal alerts for April actually I had to send out deal alert to that one all right and then um, going back to something we started last month was the AE next poll and April's poll which is still going on it'll close tonight at midnight was which of these fan favorite classic Vertigo DC series deserves an AE format book? And the options were 100 Bullets, issues 1-5, First Shot, Last Call by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Rizzo. Doom Patrol, issues 26-29 to 29 and 33-34. The Painting That Ate Paris by Grant Morrison and Richard Chase. Sam and Mystery Theater, issues 17-20. to 20. The Scorpion and Other Stories by Matt Wagner, Stephen T. Siegel, Guy Davis. Transmetropolitan metropolitan issues 25 to 30. Lonely City by Warren Ellis and Derek Robertson. Why the Last Man issues 37 of 42. Paper Dolls by Brian K. Vaughan and Pia Guerra with Goran Suzuka. Um, I changed up the... I was using Forminator for last month's poll, and uh, I wasn't crazy about it, so I went back to Yacht Polls for this month. Um, If you don't do WordPress uh, websites, that doesn't mean anything to you, but anyways, I switched... And this one lets you see results in uh, bars, and I do the colors, the uh, AE format, the site uh, colors in the bars. Sand Mystery Theater is leading quite a bit, followed closely by Doom Patrol, 100 Bullets, Transmit Pollen, Paul, and Why the Last Man. Uh, I did vote in this poll, I was the first voter, and I voted for San Mystery Theater, but uh, I probably would have voted for 100 Bullets if I uh, was taking my vote back. I love Guy Davis's art. Uh, i think it would be awesome to see the original art but then azarello um, and rizzo doing 100 bullets awesome story and uh rizzo's art really shines in black and white it's just gorgeous so any of those would be great uh this poll like last month is courtesy of david jacoy a faithful reader and follower of the site and he has volunteered graciously to do um, he says he's got about two years worth of these polls so we're going to keep them rolling if you are a reader or a listener and would like to have an idea for poll as well you just shoot me an email scott at index.org and i will gladly take a look at what you have there uh so far we've been pulling the art from uh heritage and uh, it's worked out pretty well i like to give a sampling of what uh we're talking about here so that's on the site Should probably uh i'm we're a little over the halfway mark, I should uh, have mentioned. That. I need to write it out, in you know, an intro or a blurb. But uh, all this is again is coming at you from aeindex.org. Uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook slash artist edition index or Twitter at aeindex. I'm always available, Scott at aeindex.org. So reach out to me. I have had some people forward me things through Twitter, and I don't always get them right away. I'm not that active on. Um, social media I try and keep up with it but doesn't always happen Uh, as well uh, if you could be so kind as to use the affiliate links we have on the site when you're ordering something if it fits what you're doing and you can order from Amazon or things from another world I would really appreciate using my links as that money goes towards keeping the site up what does that mean keeping the site up it means having the site online and me purchasing all the material Everything reviewed on the site was bought by me. I have uh, yet to receive a review copy of anything, so I've bought it all myself, and that uh, I don't want to rule out getting anything free. I'm certainly open to it. It won't influence the review, but it's nice I wouldn't have to pay for it. Um, and I also run a Patreon. Um, I need to get working a little bit better on the Patreon. Right now, patrons uh, can support me for a dollar a month or if you'd like to increase a little bit more, what that dollar goes towards. uh, There's no Patreon-specific things you get. You get my eternal gratitude thanks, and the website, it keeps going. Uh, The affiliate links and the Patreon patron money, like I said, all goes. Uh, If I'm lucky, that money will let me buy one thing a month. So that's awesome, and I appreciate it greatly. All right, to reviews this month, I've been going very steady on my Artist Edition reviews of of portfolios. Uh, We did, I got three more portfolios done this month, and they are Walter Simonson's Lawnmower Man Artist Edition Portfolio, Bernie Wrightson's The Muck Monster Artist Edition Portfolio, and Gabriel Rodriguez's Lock and Key Artist Edition Covers Portfolio. So they are from very, three different, very spaced out eras because uh, Wrightson's The Muck Monster Artist Edition portfolio was the first portfolio, and it was released in 2012 when IDW really got rolling. And then Simonson's Lawnmower Man was released in 2014, and then that Gabriel Rodriguez Lock and Key Artist Edition Covers portfolio, and that's the second Lock and Key portfolio, was released in 2017. I didn't check the dates. Uh, I will be doing something concrete with the portfolios. Once I review that Ragnarok portfolio, and, uh, Scott Dunbeer has said that the artist edition portfolio line is dead. They didn't get enough pre-orders for that, uh, Alex Toth portfolio and they decided to hang it up. So I'm going to do a post talking about the artist edition portfolio line as a whole, and I'll try and recap everything with dates, uh, price points, page counts, f- formatting, I kind of thing. All right, let's look at the three portfolios. First up, like I said, I'll do it in order of how I reviewed them. Stephen King's *The Lawnmower Man* is a classic short story that was the basis for hit motion picture. But more importantly, it was adapted for comics by King himself and drawn by legendary comics artist Walter Simonson. Only published once in a rare Marvel magazine, this is the first time since 1981 that *The Lawnmower Man* has been available to comic readers. Printed to the exacting standards of all artist editions, this portfolio is a must-have item for Simonson and King fans alike. Released on August six, 2014, it's 12 by 17 inch, 22 plates. $40 US suggested. Still available from uh, Things from Another World, your local comic shop, eBay. Um, it was released, I think I wrote, oh yeah, Bizarre Adventures Magazine is where it appeared. And uh, that's interesting that King adapted it himself. Oh, Bizarre Adventures 29. And uh, Simonson drew whatever. This is. Um, this is one of the portfolios I picked up used. Got it at a local comic shop uh, in London, and uh, this one didn't age as well as the rest. I've got some. I've got some rips. Uh, when I open that portfolio up, it creaks and groans like the uh, the cardboard's gonna split. But uh, portfolio was an ex. The plates were all in excellent condition. Uh, the artwork is very nice. If you've never read the story, this is quite extensive. See, so you, you get those pages and you get all the pages from the story and you get the cover so the, uh, the pages all look great um, Simonson keeps most of his original art so that's interesting this has got some weird aging though one page is quite a bit darker than the rest uh, some of the pages have very much uh, browning at the top while others don't so I don't know if how it's, if it's just if he keeps them in envelopes or how he keeps them but uh, great detail really nice Simonson art from this period. Very nice overall portfolio and, um, keeping the same format. I love the uh, Randall Dalk design, right? This is so fitting and it's great that I need to be kept it for every portfolio, but one really good luck. All right. Bernie writes since the muck monster artist edition portfolio. Brie Wrightson is one of the most acclaimed horror artists of all time. His work on Swamp Thing and many DC mystery books are hailed as classics of the form, but his undisputed masterpiece is Frankenstein, illustrated from the Mary Shelley novel. Leading up to Frankenstein, Wrightson did a series of breathtaking stories for Creepy eerie magazines in the mid-1970s. Chief among these stories, and with the beginnings of the style he adopted for Frankenstein, was The Muck Monster. Now IDW publishing is pleased to announce the first artist edition portfolio and featuring the incredibly in- intricate detail of Bernie Rice's The Mug Monster. As with all artist editions portfolios or books, the original art is meticulously scanned in color and from the actual original art. This was released april 8, twenty twelve. Fifteen by twenty two inches, seven plates, twenty nine ninety nine USD and again, this is this is the where the design that uh, Randy Dahl came up with. This is where it starts, and it is a great looking portfolio. I got this on the, another used one. This one I got from eBay, and uh, beautiful condition. There's some uh, scuffing, scratching on the uh, outer portfolio, but the plates all look awesome. And uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, as I do some research for these articles about, as uh, this, this article I was saying I was going to do for portfolio, I did some online searching. It looked like uh, Scott Williams uh, either did or does own this story completely. So that was a good catch for Scott Dunbar to be able to get in scan since they work together at Wildstorm. Um, again, uh, just the the art uh, is stunning. It is, I mean, it is beautiful. Writes and art. And uh, there's so much uh, pen work in this, but just just gorgeous. Uh, the pages have aged wonderfully. It, it displays very well. Um, nice big size. And then, uh, of course, on the back of the plates it says, this is not a page original art. I and mean, it gives the copyright info to Bernie Wrightson. Um, great product. This one we uh, know. Or it has been announced that uh, this portfolio will be appearing in the Bernie Wrights and Frankenstein artist edition. Whenever I don't know if it's artist edition or artifact edition, I forget. That was announced at San Diego Comic Con. We'll see if uh, actually let's let's go to that uh, article just quickly and see. Um, Great stuff, artist edition it is. Yeah, so that portfolio is gorgeous. Moving on to the last review of the month, Gabriel Rodriguez lock and key artist edition covers portfolio presenting a selection of some of the finest and most inventive cover images from Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez best-selling and critically acclaimed horror series, all in the IDW award-winning artist edition format. 12 intricate and thought-provoking images by Rodriguez, all scanned directly from the original art and delivered in a lovely hardcover case. This was released on March 29th, 2017. It's 10 by 15 inches, 12 plates, and its nine ninety nine is $39.99 US. Um, as I mentioned in the review, this one um, has a repeating image. We get it inked in this portfolio, but it was in blue pencil in the first Gabriel Rodriguez Lock-In Key Artist Edition portfolio. Now, as this one specifies, it's the covers. So we get 12 covers. We get a table of contents behind the plates on the right side of the portfolio, and we get the colophon. I don't know if it's you know it's colophon in a book. I don't know if it's colophon in this portfolio, but it's not a periodical, so it's not an in, indicia or indices. So I'll go with colophon still. I really like the design of this one. Um, table of contents. I don't actually like it on the behind the plates. Why why don't they put it? Uh, earlier, our portfolios had it on the left side. Uh, now they do. They use the left side for the logo, which is fine. But why not put the table of contents on the uh, plate sleeve? And then this has got twelve plates. And then for some reason, they used the back cover is listed in the table of contents, and the it's a small, almost like a cameo size uh, image that was used for one of the lock and key collected editions. There was three of those in total, and they put one on the back cover. Um, I think I said in the review, if they wanted to use these small images, want to put all three on one page and then you've got your include that as a plate. Um, indicating the back cover of the portfolio in the index, I feel is a bit misleading because it's, this is a portfolio of individual plates. And if it's on the sleeve, I mean, is that, that's not part of the portfolio plates proper. But that's just being nitpicky. I uh, this is one of those uh, things. I I got the first one dirt cheap, and I bought this one. This one I ordered from Diamond through my local comic book shop, and I got this one to be a completist. I'm not a uh, lock and key fan. I don't really like horror, and uh, while I appreciate his artistic styling, I'm not a fan of Gabriel Rodriguez either. So I was uh, interesting to see how small he works, though. Ten by fifteen is. These are p- pretty small pages and then it was also interesting to see that, uh, Chris Ryle not involved with this one as he was with the first one. I think he had left the company at this point point. I mean, he's back now, but, uh, this was done by, uh, Scott Dunbeer with uh, design by Randall Dalk. So they didn't, neither one of those people worked on the previous login key portfolio, which I mentioned, uh, on the podcast and in the review. So interesting stuff there. Uh, if you're a fan, these portfolios are very lovely. I uh, I do like them, but as I've said previously, I wish they appeared in book form. Um, really, I, why can't we have a Warren Artist Edition and collect these stories? Like uh, what we get, you know, we had uh, a bunch of stuff that could have appeared. Yellow Heat with uh, the Neil Adams uh, Thrill Kill. I'm sure there's more Warren stories out there that could have been collected. I mean, they let's keep our fingers crossed for something in the future. Um, Scott Demir has said, uh, there was an article on tripwire that I need to link to. I'm going to link to it tomorrow from the site that talks about how the, uh, they, he's being more selective in the material and they're concerned about how many are being released. And so that's why we're seeing that greatly reduced publishing schedule of used to be one solicited a month. And now I think we're going to see four a year. I mean, when you look at some of the books that have been delayed though, um, you know, screws McDuck volume two has been delayed two years at this point. Uh, well, let's hope IDW can get that some material out. All right, that's it for me this for this month. I try to keep under my thirty minutes. So, thanks for joining me here at the uh, Artist Edition Index podcast. Again, everything can be found at aindex.org. Please frequent the site, and um, if you just want a simple way of getting our news, sign up for the newsletter. That's certainly the way to go. Or you can follow us on the social media. But I don't know. I think there's I think there's an age divide where um, you know there's a group of us that are still mainly using email, and then there's a group that's social media so i try to appeal to both but i I am more an email website kind of person and uh, if you like what we're doing here please support us either through patreon dollar or more a month or or use the affiliate links we have on the site if you want to order a product thank you and we'll talk again next month